0: And welcome to another episode of Watch Point Radio, Mash Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I am here with Josh Kender, also known as Kinder. Hey, it's your boy uh overhead press penis. <laughs> okay. Well that, we'll just we'll just roll with that then. <laughs> it was yeah, everybody there. Well, no, it was yeah, just that it makes today. <laughs> oh, you just wanted to say it. I mean, let's yeah. be honest. <laughs> Leg press, <pressiness>? this, <laughs> <laughs> this is episode number 158. We are recording on May 8th for release on May 9th. Coming to you a day late, which is uh, that's my fault. I just come pulled together yesterday, folks. Couldn't pull it together, but I have pulled it together barely today. <laughs> and here we are uh, recording and talking about Overwatch. So,
1: uh, but you go on a core cut, moment.
0: and everything falls apart, man. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and the thing about Overwatch right now is there's not much going on in Overwatch, so uh, what are, exactly are we're going to talk about, we are going to talk about the new map that was released for Havana, I mean, it, technically speaking, it is new, it is now on PC and console on live, so we're going to talk about that a little bit, we're going to talk about some improvements to the workshop, and we're also going to talk about Blizzard being a no-show at Gamescom 2019, before we get into that, though, I'd like to welcome anybody listening for the very first time. Thank you very much for taking the time to check out Watchpoint Radio. We do talk about Overwatch news and some competitive and some esports, but the primary focus of the show is the community and the state of the game. If you enjoy the show and you want to keep up with us, feel free to follow us on Twitter, which is twitter.com slash watchpointradio. And we'd love to have you join our Discord, which is discord.me slash buttons. And if you are a returning listener, thank you very much for coming back where well, this is your first re-listen or 157th. We appreciate you coming back. So no new subscribers this week, no new patrons this week, and no community feedback, which means we can get directly into the topics that we came up with. So <laughs> also, this is episode um,
1: 158, not 157.
0: It is 157, but if they're coming back, that means they've they've listened to 157 episodes already. You see what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, if they're listening to this one, it's their 158th listen, though.
1: If they listen to them all counting this
0: one. eh, I got you there. (laughs) No, no, I think I I did the math before. I did the math before, and it came up (laughs) one less. Okay. Because remember, zero is the first number.
1: Oh yeah. We're, oh, okay. We're doing array rules here. <laughs> yes, we're doing all right.
0: uh, so. At least that's what I'm saying to keep it uh to keep it uh winning on my side. So <laughs> we're going with it. my show is My my show. My rules. Kinder. It ain't cheating if it's true. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the first thing is actually one thing I want to talk about real quick is archives, and archives it came and went with kind of a whimper, right? Like. I, I the, the I like with with archives not doing that well this time around. It's almost like a bad omen for Overwatch because this is the event that everybody is waiting for, right? Because people really aren't coming back for the regular events. Like, who's coming back for you know Lunar New Year or for Winter Wonderland? Who specifically for that? Like those events are great if you play the game, and now you get opportunity for new, for some new skins. Uh, most events don't have like the, the the side event that comes with it usually isn't that special or, or that popular. Except you're, if you're talking about Lucio Ball, there's a lot of people who do love Lucio Ball and Junkenstein's Revenge. But Maisie, Eddie Hunt and Snowball Fight, nobody really cares. I mean, then CTF what in Lunar New Year? So the <laughs> the biggest event generally that pulls in the most people is Archives because it is the most unique it's the one that has what everybody wants, the lore, right? It gives you story, it gives you lore, it has a cinematic, you know, it's co-op, it has, uh, you know, PVE. This is what people have been begging for since the first, since Uprising, you know, almost three, at this point, three years ago. And, uh, yeah, this time it was, I mean, I think we're all in agreement that it was pretty weak, <laughs> you know. This is it was, it was pretty weak. And it shows, like, you know, they said that it took them six months to make this one. And it shows that they just didn't put the same amount of time into it. Uh, you know, cause we know it took them, I think a year to make retribution. They said, and they, they only put six months into this, um, which was, I would say it's a little concerning, but I don't want to get too deep into that because we don't know what's coming up with the anniversary at this point. I'm expect I, I, I probably shouldn't, but I am expecting big things from the anniversary, right? Like we're, <laughs> we, you know, we, The the Blizzard dev team or the Overwatch dev team is well aware of the issues that the game has. They've already changed their like how they balance the characters based on how the community plays. Right. Because, you know, originally they didn't mind having niche characters like Symmetra or Bastion. Like, okay, Bastion doesn't need to be played all the time. Symmetra doesn't need to be played all the time. But when people were one-tracking, they were like, okay, well, fine. We need to change them or them towards – we need to change them so that they're more viable more of the time. So the fact that they are changing the game based on how the community plays it and what they want to do tells me that they're probably – it's about the, this that time for them to kind of reshape other things like comp. For example, we haven't had a, a decent change to comp in quite some time. And they've been talking about changes they want to make to comp. Or at least the fact that they want to adjust comp, you know, they are interested in a roll queue. I don't know if that's going to be what we get on, you know, during the anniversary or coming up. Um, I mean, we, whatever the big changes may come before the anniversary for all we know, because they said there's going to be updates going all the way up to the anniversary. So, yeah, I, I am expecting that they 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 don't want this game to die and I don't think they are foolish enough to believe that Overwatch League can carry this game. Because I, I just don't think it can. It's In my opinion, it's the other way around. People play Overwatch, therefore they pay attention to Overwatch League. And don't get me wrong, There are some people who just straight up watch Overwatch League because they like it. I get it. But I think the vast majority of people who watch Overwatch League, probably it's because they're involved in Overwatch and they play Overwatch and stuff like that. And when they lose interest in the game. Then they'll lose interest in Overwatch League. I mean, there's people who watch, who play the game now and have lost interest somewhat in Overwatch League because of the current meta, which I believe is shifting. Like, you know, uh, less goats, or uh, at least they're putting Bunker in with the goats now as opposed to Goats League. <laughs> you know, yeah. as somebody who doesn't watch Overwatch League and only uh, gets details from Push the Point, Mashables Button's official Overwatch League podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that plug, though. Yeah. Yeah. So I I do, you know, because this came and went with such a whimper, right? I do have bigger expectations now. Like if this came out and it was good, I think my expectations would have been tempered for the anniversary. Now that this came and went and it was kind of like, Oh, like that was it. You know, I think I I, I do have bigger, I I do have more expectations for the anniversary to deliver on some of the stuff that the community wants, you know? Because if the if the year three anniversary comes and goes and nothing changes, I think that's a problem. And I don't think it's a problem that holding on to stuff till BlizzCon can fix. You know, right. there is a window here and the window is closing. <laughs> the window <laughs> the window is is closing. Yeah, it know? does so. it doesn't
1: help matters either. They've Kind of hype things up with the last uh, developer update with Jeff and everything. You know, he talked about new features coming. They've they've kind of put stuff out there, which is good. You know, it's what we asked for. It's almost a roadmap kind of deal. Uh, And the workshop is huge. It's actually freaking huge. But they had two guys working on it. So that leads at least me to believe that they have even bigger things coming. In the near future, hopefully with the anniversary event. Uh, and considering how big a deal Workshop can be and really is, uh, if they have bigger stuff coming, then that's a really good sign. But if they don't deliver, then I'll be honest with you, I I don't, I don't see a lot of people coming back, including myself.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, they he did say in the developer update that the, the things they're working on are feature centric. Right. But we know one of those things are not going to be guilds and clans, because like I said before, They're thinking too big on that. I think they want to have a, you know, blizzard launcher wide clan or guild system. And they don't we don't need that. We just need something for Overwatch. (laughs) You know, you need something in game to help uh, form communities. I think, you know, that that's essentially what you need, whether it's a guild clan, something else. That's what you need because not everybody, even on PC, not everybody gets in Discord, especially on console. Right? People aren't getting. Well, a lot of people aren't getting in Discord and stuff like that. Uh, right. So it it would help to have something in game that can help players to 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 build you know those communities and more importantly keep people out of those communities. Because let's be honest, that's the important feature: putting the people you want to play in your groups and keeping people out of those groups. Right, you know, so that that's that's the real important feature there. So uh, you know, even if it's not a guild or a clan system, something that can, this is going to be a really broad statement, but we know how Overwatch is best played. We do. We do. Overwatch is best played with a team of six people who are communicating with one another and who have played together, you know, you know, more than once. <laughs> that that's the best way it's played. Whatever features they put in place. I think it should be pushing the community to that style of play, which would inherently make the game or the competitive system less accessible, but that's okay. You know, they have adjusted in some, in some ways to how the community plays the game. Right. And one of the reasons that the competitive system is the way it is right now. One of the reasons why you can like the button right next to quick play is competitive. I'm pretty sure. Is it arcade? It's in the same menu. Okay. It's right there. <laughs> <laughs> it is right there. It's just as easy to get into quick play as it is to get competitive. And they did that because they, did, they were worried that people wouldn't play competitively. They were worried that people wouldn't play competitively and they want to remove roadblocks. I get that. I get that. But it's pretty clear that it's too accessible now people aren't going to stop playing competitive. People who don't even want to play competitive and only want the golden guns for some reason are you know are are playing competitive. So I think they do need to start putting some roadblocks in for people who do truly want to play competitively versus people who are just kind of there cuz I'll be honest, I mean even me, right? I I got to I'll, I'll be honest like it's just I'll hop into a game and even if I'm not going to be that serious, it is just a reflex to hop at that menu hit competitive when in reality, I should be hitting quick play. Yeah. You know, and then here I am not on comms playing Sombra, <laughs> <laughs> you know, which is the worst way to play Sombra, by the way, just to, just, just to be clear about actually that. <laughs> toxic throwing. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It is the worst way. I'm not proud of it. I'm, I'm only human though, you know, so. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like that's uh, they, they need to put in features to, Cause I, that, that, I'm sorry, like there's not going to be a single feature that fixes this game. No single feature is going to fix this game. Roll queue, not going to fix the game. Force two 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 not going to fix the game. Because the same people who are ruining your competitive matches now are going to ruin you can find a way to ruin your competitive matches then. You know.
1: I don't know there is you one feature to, that that could really save this game, and that would be full mod tools like a full suite oh, of yeah. monsters. That that would
0: save yeah. the shit out of this game with one feature. <laughs> if only somebody who had suggested that, I don't know, years ago. Like, <laughs> if only there was somebody who said something like that. If you're new to watchpoint ready, I'm talking about myself by the way, just, <laughs> just, just just letting you know, but um and we're going to get into my tools a little bit cuz we're going to talk about the workshop. But yeah, like you need to the, the like the the force 222, two, two, the roll queue, the same people who are ruining your matches now will be able to ruin your matches with those systems right you need a way to you know there's two ways to handle people like that you know a a you have to make so that the community has more choice in who they play with so something like um a pre-game lobby would do that you know a pre-game lobby would do that uh force uh forced lfg um six stack only competitive uh you know that all kind of helps with that you know in terms of like i yeah, I guess you could say, well, you can add more slots to avoid. Yes, but in order to avoid somebody you've had to play with them, that means you've already had a bad match. That's reactive, not proactive, versus getting into a pregame lobby and seeing that this person is not communicating, right? They're not talking. They're not communicating. Okay, I don't want to be in this group and you leave. You know? And the other the other side of that is that you have to make it not worth their time to do. And then they'll just kind of drop out, right? I mean, right now, if somebody wants to throw a game, it's not a big deal because in, in 10 minutes they'll be in another game, right? No big deal. Or even if they leave a game, they go downstairs, they get a snack. I'm assuming they live in a two-four house, apparently. <laughs> you know um, they, they, they hit the bathroom, they watch a YouTube video, and then they're back in the competitive, right? You have to make it so that it is not worth their time. To do, to, to throw a game or not care about competitive, right? You just have to make it not worth it to them. So I, I do hope that's what we see in the, in the in the coming weeks because the anniversary is on the 26th, I believe, or is it 24th? Uh, I can't remember. I have it in front of me. Let's see. What day does the 26th fall on? The 26th is a Sunday. So when did Overwatch come out on a Friday? I think it did. So I think that would be like. It's like, I think it's May 26th is when Overwatch came out. I can't, it's not like we have access to the internet or something like that. I'm just feeling lazy right now, so I'm not going <laughs> to look it up. <laughs> it's that type of night, folks. Sorry about that. Uh But yeah, so, yeah, we're really, like, I, I, I it shouldn't, it's not going to be too much longer. I Actually, next week, no, no later than the 20th, I expect to start seeing some updates about the anniversary event, right? Oh, definitely. Um, you know, I would expect to see this the so called skin that's going to break the internet. Yeah, but either way, like you know, it was the archives was disappointing. But you know, it, it's only going to be a you know a week or two or a few weeks, and then we'll have we'll have our answer, right? We'll know what they're doing uh, for the most part. But if they don't, if if they're not pushing something that's going to help the community here in this event. I think we're they're gonna be in a bunch of trouble because nobody cares about like I shouldn't say nobody cares about summer games, but summer games isn't that event that's gonna be like, oh well, let's play summer games again. And especially if they do they're gonna junk sign's revenge again. There's not gonna be any changes to it. You know, that that's that's that that's not gonna be it. It needs to be this event, year three, anniversary, these are the things that we're changing. And based off of what they've said, it sounds like they're gonna have something coming very soon. And I think they know that. Like, I'm just I, I am going to assume they know what they're doing, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh,
1: the only thing is like so, the radio silence we have right now, like for the past several weeks or really since before the event has been like, it's just been deafening. Uh, we had all this hype for a minute and, you know, people were kind of coming back in, you know, playing the new event and all that. And we were getting these features and then workshop. And well, really since workshop, there's just been radio silence, you know, no, no updates or anything.
0: Well, yeah, and I, I think that's because one, they probably expected the event to carry a bit more, and, and it didn't. Uh, which ho- I hope it does not uh, make them say, "Well, let's just not do it next year," or you know, see people don't think it's that important anyway. I hope they don't take that line of thought—the line of thought they should take—is like we need to figure out what we did in Uprising and do it again. <laughs> you right. know, that's what they—they—they they, they need to figure out. And then also Workshop, I think they expected to carry a bit more. But remember, well, first of all, Workshop is still on PTR. And when a Workshop goes live, I think it'll have a bigger impact because, let's be honest, I would say like, you know, somewhere between a third to to a half of the community has not experienced it. Actually, more than half of the community has not experienced Workshop. What am I talking about? It's not like every PC player plays on the PTR. So, you know, a, a good portion of the Overwatch community has not played and has not experienced the workshop at all. You know, like they don't, they're not interested in going into the PTR, which can only fit 10,000 people at a time, going into the PTR and trying out this stuff. They want to wait till it's all worked out and then come to live. And I get that. I understand that. It's the reason why I buy early access games and then I just don't play them until they, <laughs> until they go live, you okay. know, until, until they're complete. It's a nice little surprise on Steam sometimes. You know, sometimes I'll see like an advertisement on something I'm like, "Hey, that game looks good. And I'll check my scene library. I already have it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> So, but yeah, no, I, I, I get that. But once I think the once the workshop actually goes live, which I don't know when it will, maybe it'll go live during the anniversary. You know, even though they did say they were going to be having patches and rollouts throughout the, you know, up going, coming out, you know, going up until the anniversary, but they could just be talking about the PTR. Right. right. You know? But, you know, when that actually happens, I think well, it'll make an impact. But We'll see. Uh, but unfortunately, this archives event just wasn't that great. I actually even forgot about it. I forgot that it was ending. I didn't get the skins that I wanted to get, which is OK, because during the anniversary, you can buy any skin. Which I'm glad they made that that changing year, too, which I'm hoping they keep. If they don't keep that, I'm actually going to be a little pissed about that. <laughs> so. But let's move on. Let's talk about the new map that came out, Havana. Uh, it's been on the PTR for like I think like two weeks or so, maybe longer than that. Because I think was it a week after the event started that they announced that Havana was going to be a, a new map. Uh, I don't even think it was that long.
1: It felt yeah, like right Havana, after the event came out almost.
0: Yeah, so Havana's live now. It's not live in comp, to my knowledge. I'm pretty sure it's not. It's probably not going to be live in comp for like another two weeks or so. Another few how they weeks. Do it. Right, which is is good. I mean. I don't expect them to make any changes to it, but they they are going to want the community to kind of get acquainted with it. Um, so yeah, Havana is not uh, is is available on QP if you want to play it. The complaints I hear coming from the community though is that the defense is too strong, and they're the snipers just have too easy of a time. Which I th- it, I see how that how how people can think that or feel like that because. Um, there are some like you know even with the first point that on defense, you have you have high ground, and you have long sight lines, Like th- there's almost no place to hide from the sniper. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, if you want to push the payload, if you push the payload, if, you, if you're trying to get the payload pushed, the only place to hide is literally behind the payload. You know, uh, I get that there are flanker routes, so if you can get around to the snipers, you're fine. But um, let you know a good widow, a good Hanzo can will have, you know, quite the time on this map. And the complaint that I'm saying is that you know defense is too strong. And I and I went and I thought about when I played it on PTR, and I didn't lose one match on defense. Now I'm not saying that that is the end all be all. That's the proof that you need. But that, that I I remember we had a really hard time on offense pushing, even to the first point just pushing to the first point. And I just blamed it on the PTR. I blamed it on people being unorganized. People just, you know, not playing seriously and doing whatever they wanted to. Uh, but on defense, technically speaking, you have the same people and we had a much easier time, you know, we had a much easier time, uh, defending and you know how sometimes on Dorado you see, um, You'll see people set up, like I'll say a bunker or a bastion on defense up top, and then they'll shoot down. Uh, and you can kind of you can get past that on Dorado. It's not that difficult to do so. The, on, on this map, it's the incline, the initial incline is actually longer. So with the buffs they've made to Bastion, he's also a problem. If you're playing bunker, yeah, like if you and I'm thinking about it, if you're playing bunker on on that first high ground with Bastion, not only does he have a super long sight line, he is more accurate at a longer distance. He's doing more damage. If people try to dive you, like it's not like um, it's not like Dorado, where you can, you can have somebody like a Winston or a Diva come from the side and dive up. You know, first of all, they have to come in view, and then when you dive in, the place that you're in is enclosed. So, it's a, it's a bit easier to defend, in my opinion. So, I didn't actually even think about that, to be honest with you.
1: Right. It seems like they came up with the idea of forcing dive to kind of be played on offense. Uh, Because, you know, obviously, GOATS isn't really going to do much here unless the enemy team's running GOATS. But um, it just kind of got executed poorly, uh, from my understanding. I haven't really gotten to play it too much. Like, I kind of watched some other people play, so I haven't really played it myself.
0: Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. I don't want to say that you know this is definitely a problem, but I can see where, the, uh, I can see where people can have this issue, especially if you're playing unorganized. Like I haven't played it. I definitely haven't played it with an organized team yet. So when I when I play with like you know Death Blow and Bob and you know uh, Yankee people like that, maybe they'll have an answer. Like you know, well, this is what we need to do here. But I I haven't really been too concerned about it because I'm like, well, it's not in comp yet. I'll worry about when, when it gets in comp, you know. Uh, so we'll see. I, I mean, I mean I, and even if there are problems, I just don't see the Overwatch team making changes to it, right? I mean, the no, they didn't change anything with Paris. It took them forever to make changes to Horizon Lunar Colony. So they're they're gonna want to see how the game plays out, how the map plays out over several hundred thousand tens of thousands of matches before they make any changes to it and see what they want to do. All right. I mean, if they made changes to the maps as fast as they make changes to meta, we'd probably be in a weird position. You know what I mean? Uh, They're, they're jamming, they're they're, they're like slamming down the emergency button on the meta. They have been for quite some time, you know, you know, you dive meta, bam, Brigitte, (laughs) you know, that's, that's the emergency button they press and they've been trying to kill goats unsuccessfully you know for for quite some time right goats is still viable by the way it's still viable yeah And i don't watch enough overwatch league to know if bunker is a good counter to it or not i don't know i don't i I, uh i all i know is that when somebody goes goats we go goats (laughs) you know (laughs) that's kind of how it goes and you uh goats be goats until you until somebody wins right um So yeah, the Goats is definitely, the Goats is not dead, but now you have Goats and Bunker. So you could have kept Dive. You could have kept Dive. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, I don't think it helped that, you know, know, Baptiste really enables Bunker, right? I don't think that helps. Something we didn't need with another healer, especially somebody who makes you immortal for a little bit. (laughs) And how many weeks has he been out and people still won't shoot his immortality field? platinum players i'm talking to you (laughs) You attacked (laughs) yeah so but let's go ahead and move into the improvements of the workshop so for right now workshop is still on the ptr they are making improvements to it uh so what they do they added some actions you can now have an action where you assemble you go to assemble heroes you can start damage modification you can stop damage modification you can stop all damage modifications uh, you can add values like eye position, raycast hit position, raycast hit normal, raycast hit player, uh, event damage, event damage was critical, last damage modification ID, and they also increase the overall script size by four times. So with a all these changes, massive increase. Oh shit! That is a massive increase. It's four times bigger. Kinder. <laughs> <Yeah>, so <laughs> it's uh they they that that with all the cool stuff that people are making now they can even make even more complex scripts uh you know so i mean that's cool uh somebody actually built a uh, they built a ping system in the workshop as well which i saw a couple of sites showcase somebody sent that to me on twitter i just can't remember who sent it to me uh but they should they showcase like cuz we you know last week we were talking about you know, what a, what a pink has been Overwatch would look like. And they were essentially able to build it to a degree, you know, when, uh, Reinhardt hit, you know, group up, it actually put an icon on him and the icon was shown off screen. Like if you weren't looking at him, the icon showed up and you can kind of turn and see where it's coming from, you know? So it was great. I'm like, yeah, like this could really help game the game with nonverbal communication. But you know, this is kind of, The problem with the workshop, right? Like I said, the workshop is gonna—I think—is gonna add a great fun factor to the game, an excellent fun factor to the game. But in in order for the workshop to really impact the community, in my opinion, you have to be able to take workshop stuff and apply it to the game outside of the workshop, right? Where the workshop also has to allow. Creators to modify the game client to a degree like, you know, modify well the interface like the ping system or modify um, The scoreboard Something like that. You should be enable you should be able to enable a scoreboard modification or a ping system modification, right? You should be able to enable those things and if you can I mean if you can't I think that would greatly improve uh the competitive, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Experience. Sorry. Yeah, it would help <laughs> improve the, the competitive experience to a, de, to a degree. Uh, you know, and you wouldn't have to force on everybody. Like, you know, if, if they're worried about people's feelings getting hurt because they can look at the scoreboard and see if they're not doing that well, well those people don't have to enable the scoreboard, the competitive <laughs> scoreboard or whatever it's going to be called, you know, let them sit in the dark, but other people can, it can help you make better decisions. Like, right. you know, if you see, if you like, you know, if you see that your Anna's not getting enough heels, ask her what's going on. If you see that Anna's getting too many heels, not enough sleeps, not enough aunties, you know, ask them what's going on. You know, you can start some conversations that don't start with dickhead, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like you could. That's not the best way to handle that situation. Well, that so, would,
1: um, what I would really like to see is for them to make an easily accessible, like maybe in the arcade menu or something like that, uh, say like workshop. Highlight, like somebody makes a really good workshop mod or something like that. Uh, The devs like assign a guy, you know. Um, And he just takes out like once a week, you know, or once a day or however, however often and just have a really good workshop map or workshop game uh, that people can easily access and get to. And, you know, something that comes really popular, then maybe consider making it appear more often or permanently, you know, things like that.
0: Yeah, I mean that'd be helpful. I mean, if they had a way to find workshop stuff or popular workshop stuff in the game itself, that'd be really uh helpful. I think some people really think that if something's popular enough in the workshop that the Overwatch team will put it in the game. And that may be true to a degree. Maybe true to a degree. But if they're like almost any other developer, they're going to have their developer roadmap even if we don't know it they're going to have the developer roadmap mapped out for months ahead of time, you know, make these changes, patch this, push this live, you know, change this, patch this, push, push this live Uh, over like, you know, I don't know, maybe even for a full quarter if they work like other developers, you know? So if they see something, let's say in June, we, you know, realistically, if we want to be realistic, if they decided that day, one day, like June 1st, we are going to put this in Overwatch. I mean, we probably wouldn't even see that until like, you know, sometime in November. <laughs> you right. know, that's more than enough time for people to forget about it and not even care about it anymore. Right. I don't think we're going to see fast turnarounds like when when they put the gauntlet mode in and people are like, oh, look, see, they're paying attention. Somebody made gun game and now it's in Overwatch. I think they had already started working on that, to be honest with you. <laughs> not to mention, if they put something in the game officially. They got to put that Blizzard polish on it. They have to take other things into consideration, like how is this going to affect the casuals and, you know, stuff like that. Because they're taking care of, like, you know, 20 million, 30 million players when a lot of us only care about small subsets of the player base. You know, that's the advantage of the community being able to manage themselves. You know, you can make each subset happier because they're able to do whatever they want, you know. So, yeah, I mean... (sighs) I'm also a little concerned that, you know, right now we're seeing improvements to the workshop. I don't know if they're going to keep that same energy after the workshop is released because then they made some small changes to LFG before LFG was released and then after that it was kind of like eh, like that was it. And that's why I don't want to work. That's why I don't want to happen to the workshop, you know. Right. And so
1: I don't know. uh, LFG is somewhat popular, but the popularity of Discord communities and things like that I think kind of took some of the luster out of that. Um, I don't really, I never really use LFG because I use nothing but Discord, really. I feel like the workshop is going to hold popularity a lot more because you have creators that just like to do this shit, you know, and they're going to spend days and weeks and months. And then you got people that just want to go in and, you know, try some new game or someone comes up with something new like the forge and uh, custom games and Halo lasted throughout the entirety of of that of all those games, really, once it was implemented. Uh, and it was one of the most popular things to do at all, um, almost as popular as competitive. A lot of the time, uh, so I think if they see that it's maintaining popularity really well, then they'll maintain the workshop itself. I just don't think LFG had that big usage that they were looking for. So it's like, ah, eh, it's being used; it's not broken. Let's focus on something else.
0: Well, I think part of the problem with LFG is that in some regions, just straight up, like you didn't have anybody to play with. You know, it it just never worked in certain regions because not enough players exist in those regions for LFG to really to for it to for it to work, right? And in other more popular regions like, you know, you know, North America or in the UK, um a lot of people didn't want to put the work in to get LFG to work like, you know, if you talk to dude, he was able to use LFG to great success, but that's with him bringing people in, kicking people out. You know, stuff like that. Some people, will, what I would see happen in LFG sometimes is that, you know, you would join LFG and as soon as you would join, boom, they they immediately queue into a game. Not say a word, not ask you a question. That is it, <laughs> you know? And that's not the best way for it to be used. That's how role queue is going to be, by the way. Like, yeah, sure. Every, everybody is in a role that you want them. You have the role that you want. But one you don't know if though if that person can play the character as you need them to play. Two, if you need to switch around, eh, you of kind of hosed. <laughs> you know. If they what, would, what if you play? Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I, was I was just going to say, if I they, if say they
1: require would, LFG uh, to get in a competitive match, that would, I think we had the same discussion a couple of weeks ago, that would pretty much fix a lot of this role queue issue. Because, you know, if they require you to either find a group or make a group, before you get in competitive, well, a, well, you have plenty of people looking for group now. You don't have that problem with, you know, not many people in LFG. Because even here, um, I'm an hour away from Atlanta. There should be people in LFG. And a lot of the time, there's three or four groups, maybe. Um, and if I don't, if I create one, it might be 20 minutes before I find anything. But if everybody in competitive uh, has to find a group. And you spend a little bit of time getting that group together, then that fixes a lot of stuff. And, you know, you can sort out who you want to play with. You have a six stack with a plan. Yada, yada, yada. Listen to like two episodes ago. If you haven't already caught up on this, we talked about this. I think that's what they need to do as opposed to a straight up roll queue,
0: Right. And. I, I don't know. I don't know if they've explored that option or not. I know a lot of the community is asking for a force two two two, which obviously we, we've talked to death at this point that we think that's a bad idea. Uh, and like a roll queue. So I I don't know. They may just be responding to me. Like, okay, fine, you want roll queue, here have it. This is assuming that they're gonna give them roll queue. Um, I mean some people think that if, we, if they force a six stack only queue, that's going to kill the game. I don't think so. It definitely makes it less accessible, but that we're, we're, we're pro, you know, less accessibility here. <laughs> now, we're not so, saying well, force six stacks
1: on quick play because fuck that. You know, no, quick play no, is meant no. to be accessible. Like arcade's meant to be accessible. You know, all that's meant to be that way. But for competitive to play this game as it's meant to be played, which is with six people, then you should make people play it the way it's meant to be played. That's not an Nvidia line, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I, I I hope, like I said, I hope they continue to can you know improve the workshop and give um, the creators more control of what's in the workshop. But I think, in order for the workshop to reach its full potential, I think some of the modifications made need to be. Available, like will, some of the modifications need to be to, like to the user interface first of all, and they need to be available in other game modes like comp. You know, certain maybe certain certain modifications get have to get approved by the Overwatch team. Like you know, this doesn't tip the balance of comp, right? You know, right. And those would be mostly interface changes, like a, like a scoreboard,
1: <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> that, KD be, stuff, would, things like that. Yeah.
0: KD, certain stats for certain heroes. I mean, uh, people say that, you know, there's too much to track in Overwatch. However, I mean, there's a lot of information tracked in Heroes of the Storm. And I do understand that it is not the same game. But is, there's a ton of stuff that's tracked in Heroes of the Storm. And they're able to track and provide a decent amount of information on how, about how people are doing. And the, usually the biggest problem that I find with stats is that people don't know how to read them properly. Like They don't know what certain things mean. Right. You know, so you, they, like, you know, if you talk to Jay Lee, like he says, like he, he says, one of the problems with, uh, with Anna's and lower tiers, they heal too much. But if you talk to Anna and lower tier, like, what do you mean? I heal too much. Like, no, like, so like he could, like, you know, he could be in a game with a lower tier player. See that they have too much healing and not using their utility enough. Say something about it. And they be like, what are you talking about? I have 24 K heals. <laughs> you know, this guy doesn't know. What he's, talking about. he's crazy. you know, go back to silver. (laughs) You know, they'll say say (laughs) something like that. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's the problem with stats. So once you do get the stats, you still need user education. Right. Right. And the, and then the, like some people have brought up the problem with the workshop is not being able to not having the codes readily available. Like you kind of have to find a code on Reddit or something like that and maybe try it, but stuff on Reddit's easy to miss stuff on Twitter's easy to miss. And I think it will be best if they found a way to put it in game. However, this is something that can be remedied by the community. The community can build, can build a website with a database, and you know the community can maintain that database of you know these different modifications and their codes and stuff like that. I mean, some of these uh, workshop creators are making like full blown trailers for their stuff. You know, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and it reminds
1: me so much of the, I'm going back to Halo because, like, it's Halo. But, like, back in the Halo days, you would have people, like, clans making trailers for maps they made and shit like that. Like, one of the tryhard uh, clans that I was in, they made, like, this whole freaking video. It was, like, really all epic and, like, edgy and, like, it was, it was definitely early 2000s era right, <laughs> uh, right. game stuff. But, like, they made this whole thing about, you know, the clan and the history and whatever. It was, like, super cringy, but I was freaking into it because, you know, (laughs) I was, what, like, 16 or something? I don't even know. know, Right, yeah. I mean, stuff like that. Like, that's that's what makes games, like, the cringy shit like that, (laughs) to be perfectly honest, is what made games fun in the first place. And bringing that kind of enthusiasm into any game is never
0: a bad thing. I'm surprised nobody's put up a like a database or a website yet because it wouldn't be that difficult to do. I think maybe everybody has the, not everybody, but some people who have the ability to do so may have the same reservations that I do. Cause for, for example, I could build it, but I'm not going to have time to maintain it. I don't need somebody else to maintain it. And who's going to do that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, that's kind of a problem so maybe i just answered my own question who knows yeah you're, you're gonna have to it's gonna be a free
1: market thing somebody's gonna find a way to either monetize it or or provide it as a service or something like that kind of like visor.gg uh you know someone's gonna figure out a way to make some kind of money off of it somehow and then
0: it'll blow up like that that's what i'm thinking maybe maybe I know Blizzard tries to get their hooks in everything uh, monetary now. Like if you do it based off of their game, so maybe that's why those people are staying away. Maybe. But, well, let's move on to our last topic here, which is that Blizzard will not be at Gamescom this year, and I think this is the first year since Overwatch's release that they're not going to be at Gamescom. So that means there's there's you know not just Overwatch stuff, but you know no Warcraft stuff or anything like that. Um. So what kind of impact is that? I mean, right there, like that, may, that makes me question whether or not we're either going to a get a new map at Gamescom, and b are you know are we going to get a new cinematic? Because usually at Gamescom we get two things: you get a new map and a new cinematic. You know, I think uh, let's see. Actually, the last cinematic we got was from Gamescom. It was the Diva cinematic, and the one right before. For that was Reinhardt, the one from Gamescom the year before. So we got Eichenwalb and the Reinhardt Cinematic. And then we got Busan and the Diva Cinematic. That wasn't that long ago. It was last year, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was last year. And time, man. So, time has flown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you know, that's I, I, I'm curious to see if they're still going to release those things around that time. You know, or or are they going to wait and release a new map at BlizzCon instead, and o- instead of having two cinematics, only have one cinematic this year? When they're saying that they are, they are supposed to be ramping up the the lore content, that would be kind of backwards, wouldn't it? Yeah. Because yeah, he, last here's year, what you
1: know, they're gonna do: they're gonna uh, they're gonna do anything at all until BlizzCon, and then they're gonna release Overwatch two. Bam. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would with be, the title track uh, Despacito, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, last year, we I think we only got two cinematics. I think we got, I'm trying to think, did we get any, for, before the Busan cinematic, did we get anything else? I don't think so. We got the McCree one. Th- McCree and Ash. That was BlizzCon. Was that BlizzCon? That was BlizzCon. So before, before Busan. Did we get anything? I don't. I don't think so. I, I'm, think I can't so. remember. So, well, last year was BlizzCon 2018. I can't even remember BlizzCon 2017 cinematic because it wasn't Sombra. Was it Doomfist? Sombra was BlizzCon. Sombra was BlizzCon 2016. Who was the cinematic from BlizzCon? Was it the Last Bastion? It might have been. It might have been the Last Bastion. That was the, the BlizzCon 2017 cinematic, maybe. I can't remember. Let's see.
1: We had, in order of release, Recall Alive Dragons, Hero, The Last Bastion, Infiltration, Rise and Shine, Honor Glory, Shooting Star Reunion.
0: Shooting Star. Oh, wow. Oh, maybe it was Reinhardt. Maybe, I thought I thought Reinhardt was Eichenwald, which would have been released at Gamescom.
1: Uh so Honor, maybe BlizzCon Honor Glory was BlizzCon 2017. Uh Shooting Star was
0: the first day of the Korean Overwatch Fan Festival. That was that was uh that was that was GameCon last year. Oh yeah, 2018. Yeah.
1: And Reunion was BlizzCon 2018, which was McCree and Ash.
0: Okay, so maybe I had it wrong. Maybe Last Bastion was Gamescom twenty seventeen because honor and glory is, is Reinhardt and that was when you're saying that was BlizzCon twenty seventeen.
1: Let's see. Uh it was uh the short was debuted for the last bastion was Gamescom 2016. Yeah. Gamescom twenty sixteen? That's what it says. Uh Infiltration hmm. was BlizzCon
0: 2016. Yep, that's Sombra. And then I thought May was May wasn't uh, Gamescom. I thought May was released like before Gamescom. I thought May. I thought the May cinematic just kind of came out. Uh, yeah, it just says there, August twenty right? third, two thousand
1: seventeen.
0: That was the May one. Yeah. Okay, so then that must have been Gamescom. I'm sorry, I, I, my uh, my my timelines are off. So
1: it doesn't say Gamescom. It might have been like before Gamescom or something. I'm not sure because it doesn't. No, the rest of these you say an event. This one just has a date.
0: Oh no, right. no, or maybe that. No, it was 2017 Gamescom. Okay, that, that that's why awesome. I was a little confused there. So, so that was that. Does that mean was Icon Vault? Honor was and Glory Eichenwald was released? BlizzCon. But the, 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 I thought Icon Vault was released at Gamescom. That's a little weird. Or maybe not. Maybe like I, was, like, I thought they released the Icon Vault cinematic at the same time as. uh no, actually, they didn't because you all you knew is that Reinhardt was going to get his armor. You didn't know why, you know, and right. then you found out why. And, and OK, so that makes more sense. Uh, okay. I, yeah, okay.
1: I remember I coming out before that, because I remember the voice line where he talks about his father fought here and then died here or whatever. That was before the cinematic for sure.
0: Right. OK. All right. So now we got all that figured out. Not that it matters because we're just talking about how Blizzard won't be a Gamescom this year. <laughs> uh, but now everybody knows until we forget next time. Um, right. So, yeah, they, I, I, they, well, they have released a cinematic at every Gamescom and a new map at every Gamescom because in 2016, it was Eichenwald. Oh, 2017, it was Eichenwald. Sorry. So, 2017, it was Eichenwald. And 2018, it was Busan. Right, right, excuse me. So, do they release a new map in 2016 at Gamescom? I don't uh, think so. Doesn't say, yeah, I can't remember. I can't, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole, so don't worry about it, folks. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just sounds like they're saving whatever they have for BlizzCon, you know. And I think last year, I, I think last year's BlizzCon hit them really hard because it. It was just not the Blizzcon to remember, <laughs> you know, Yeah, uh, the thing that people remember, Moses, don't you guys have phones, you know, that, uh, that, that comments not, it, it's never going to go away. Like, I don't even, I wonder if they're even going to show any Diablo Immortal stuff because they haven't shown any, I, to my, I haven't seen anything regarding Diablo Immortal Jack since Blizzcon. about it. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Probably like, a good I thing read. too. They want to sweep down in a rug.
0: Oh, absolutely. What I do expect at this BlizzCon is some type of Diablo 4 (laughs) announcement, (laughs) even if it's just a screen that says Diablo 4, which they should have done last year. (laughs)
1: Right. I mean, shit. Nintendo got away with that for Metroid like two times in a row. (laughs) And they they, they, won E3 with literally just. Metroid Prime like that's that's it like that's all they did to win E3 that year and it was amazing
0: <laughs> yeah everybody else does it like you know uh, Microsoft Halo Infinite we know nothing about it <sighs> almost still all we know is that Halo Infinite is going to use a new engine right Bethesda showed a bunch of mountains for the next uh, Elder Scrolls game you know and that's it the thing that I was hoping for is that a mammoth would just fall out of the sky <laughs> because of that buggy system. They had that. Did I ever tell you a story about Skyrim? Why I stopped playing Skyrim? I mean, I've seen Flying Mammoths before, but no, you haven't. So I stopped playing Skyrim, right? First of all, I wasn't having a good time. I was like, so that's the first thing. I wasn't having a good time because for me the game was just too open, right? I wanted a bit more direction. But I had a quest to find this a mammoth, essentially. But, you know, they don't call mammoths in the game. They call them something else. Right. So... I'm looking for, I'm, I'm walking around. I go to the place where this thing is supposed to be. Nothing. There's nothing here. And this is close to the beginning of the game. I had only been playing it for a few hours, right? Nothing's here. I'm like, there's nothing here. I can't find it. And then, literally, out of nowhere, the thing spawns in the sky, falls to the ground, <laughs> explodes, and I get credit for the quest.
1: <laughs> oh, man. If you think that's buggy, I, did you ever play Morrowind on PC? <laughs> Oh, God, no. Oh, man. Yeah, I, don't get me wrong. Moment, Warwind's one of my favorite games of all time, bar none. But it was the buggiest mess of bullshit, and it was amazing because of it, because, you know, it was, you could exploit shit all the time, and right, like, right. you never knew it was going to happen, because shit was so buggy sometimes.
0: Yeah. No, dude, I, 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 at that moment, as soon as that happened, I just quit the game. I was like, I'm done. I can't. I I can't deal with this. <laughs> I, have, I have other games to play, uh, I did keep it installed, and I did turn it on one more time to install the Macho Man mod. Yeah, I found that. <laughs> Which, by the way, if you don't know what that is, that's if in if you haven't played it in Skyrim, just load up Skyrim and pull it up. But it basically, turns off the dragons and the Macho Man, and they have Macho Man voice lines when they're flying around. Like they'll be flying around, and at a distance, you hear Macho Man's coming. <laughs> you know, it's really funny.
1: Like it's it's good. It's by amazing. That and the uh, yeah. Thomas the Train mod is really good, too.
0: <laughs>
1: just like Thomas the Train
0: mods. Yeah, you just hear the little beep, beep. And the tracking oh, no. comes out of the sky. <laughs> I know. I, I can imagine. But you, that's good in any game because they have it in Resident Evil, too. Like they're, the PC mod. Oh, the, the Mr. X ones. Uh,
1: oh, my God. The Mr.
0: So X uh, Thomas the Train mod they have. So, yeah, I, I can imagine.
1: Speaking of Mr. X mods, have you seen the one that I'm the last going to say? if There is a mod for Mr. X uh where he walks around in nothing but a thong and it's got like the i, I forget what the thong actually has on it. it's something bright and colorful but uh if you've <laughs> no. ever seen if you've ever seen any of the jackass movies uh you know party boy that skit.
0: no no uh,
1: I, haven't
0: seen, I haven't seen any of
1: those movies oh so. uh, well in in those movies uh johnny knoxville does a skit called party boy where he Strips off all his clothing like it's, you know, it's rip away clothes in random right. places in like Japan Uh and he plays like this techno music. It's like, bro, 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 And it's just that music while Mr. X is running around in the thong trying to kill
0: you. <laughs> so I will say one thing about Jackass before closing up the show here. The 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 one skit that I thought was the funniest and I don't know why this stuck out in my mind is They'd have like a car, right? And they pull up to like a gas station and the driver would get out of the car and like, you know, fill up his tank and then like kinda go in the the station to go pay for it. And then they'd have one of their guys like kick open the trunk and jump out of the trunk like wearing (laughs) nothing but like a (laughs) leopard skin like underwear and he'd be like, you know, tied up. (laughs) He'd (laughs) run away from the car. And the reactions for people were
1: hilarious. But I miss Jackass. It needs to come back.
0: Yeah, I don't know if he'll be the same. I don't know. Yeah,
1: without Ryan Dunn, but still.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. So with that, we're going to go ahead and close up the show. Like I said, no community questions this week. Uh, once again, if you guys are in the Overwatch League, you want to check out Push the Point. That is our newest podcast about the Overwatch League with Ramses and Labosco. Uh, and they're not like me and Kendra, just like bullshit and then kind of like, dude, does GOATS? You know, like does Bunker stop goats like they actually would know the (laughs) answer to that question because they actually pay attention to Overwatch League. So I would highly suggest you check out Push the Point if you are into Overwatch League It's a great show. And um, we do have two community episodes lined up now, but we're always looking for more people to do more community episodes. And I'm going to try to get those recorded ASAP. Uh, i am i'm gonna end up the, i am in communications with both of those people so hopefully we'll have them out by the end of the month uh but like i said if you have any ideas and you want to talk about something overwatch related and you know we could bring you on for a community episode and uh you know also join the discord and hop in those rank roles so you can you know play with other like-minded players all right and, uh, I think they just had the, they had Xbox community event or Xbox, uh, game night on Friday night. I wasn't able to join that, but this Friday, uh, the PS4 guys are going to be doing a game night. And if i read that properly, it's going to start at 9 PM Eastern standard time. So, uh, if you are on PS4 and you want to participate in the game night, I would just hop in the discord. And, uh, if you, you know, check out, you know, check in with death squad OG, he can give you the details but, uh, you know, hop in our Discord and uh, you guys can get together and play. And I'm going to try to make it this Friday as well. I always try to make the game that just doesn't work out a lot. There's a lot of things going on, but I will try to make it to the PS4 game night. And um, normally we do stream every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. We weren't able to do that this week, but we should be back on track next week to stream on uh, twitch.tv slash smash those buttons. Uh, we do want to hear about your Overwatch stories, so we're going to get into our contact info here in a little bit, but we'd love to have you, uh, you know, send us your your thoughts and stories. And like I said, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, we do have a PS4 community and Xbox One club. They're both called Watchpoint Radio Overwatch. And uh, you can, uh, you know, yeah, you can join those and you, you can participate in game nights or just find other people to play with. Uh, additionally, like I said, you can join us on Discord at discord.me slash mash those buttons. And I always talk about Heroes of Overwatch which is a great Facebook group for Overwatch players. So whether you're just trying to keep up with news or find other players to play with or keep up with the memes, check out Heroes of Overwatch on Facebook if you're on Facebook. And uh, thank you guys for listening, Kinder. You want to give me your social media info?
1: Yeah, you can find me on YouTube and Twitter and Origin and wherever the hell else at Nerf Please. That's PLS. Uh, and I tried to work on some new content. Uh or watch and apex but i ended up actually kind of screwing that up and i had to start over so hopefully we'll get some get some new video content
0: and memes out soon for one or the other we'll see all right and you can follow me on twitter at church of Ja, and like i mentioned on uh sure earlier you can follow watchpoint radio at tw- twitter.com slash watchpoint radio and like I said, we do want to hear from you, so you can reach us at, by, via email at WPRMatchesButtons.com, at or you can reach out to us via Twitter or Discord. Those are usually the best ways to uh, track us down, all right? And if you enjoy the show and you want to help us out, the best way to do that is to share the show with others and to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platform of choice. And if you want to take your support a bit further, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash watchpointradio. You can buy merch on our Teespring store, which is slash store, slash mash those buttons. And you can become a Twitch subscriber or at slash mash those buttons. And I encourage you guys to stay, stay tuned after the show to hear about our other shows. And with that, we are done for the week. Sorry about the late show. We'll catch you next week, though. Later, Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to subscribe to one of our shows, you can find us on multiple podcast platforms across iOS and Android. Just search for the show on a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and hit subscribe. If you can't find us on your favorite podcast platform of choice, just go right to the MashThoseButtons.com website, grab the RSS feed, and put it into your podcatcher of choice. If you want to check out some other podcasts you may enjoy, you should check out mashosbuttons.com shows. For World of Warcraft fans, we have two podcasts, WoW Talk, which is our news and community podcast, and The Torn and the Goblin, which is our lore and story podcast. If you enjoy Overwatch, make sure to check out Watchpoint Radio to keep up with the latest on Overwatch and its community. If you enjoy fighting games, make sure you check out Double Tap for the latest in the FGC. If you're a fan of The Division or looking forward to The Division 2, make sure you check out Sit Rep Radio. If you want to keep up with the latest at Mash Those Buttons, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mtbsite, facebook.com slash mashthosebuttons, and youtube.com slash buttons. We'd also like to have you join our Discord community, so just go to discord.me slash mashthosebuttons and join us for a chat. Once again, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.